0: Powerful in all that it says, and I know I, I get up here and I talk about it a lot. I cannot sing verse 2 and 3 without the hair standing up on my neck. It just gets me every time. Really yes. yep. 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 Almighty God yes. regarded my helpless estate. And shed his blood for me. Boy, if that doesn't move you. What an amazing thing. And then, not just a little bit of my sin, but all of it's nailed to the cross. I don't bear it anymore. We're unworthy. So blessed. And then we can sing, it is well with my soul no matter what happens. It's well with my soul because he's my redeemer. We don't need to, I don't need to preach. <laughs> that, ber- that song preaches, it's, it's the truth of what God has done for us. What an amazing thought. If one of these days, the clouds are going to roll back as a scroll. I, I, I want to hear that trumpet. It's got to resound. It's going to be so loud. <laughs> and then the archangel's going to shout, and we're going to be in his presence immediately. Before I get into the message, I, I, I picked these songs because I was thinking about Mrs. Craigle. When I put the songs together for today, we sang those songs in her room. Uh, these songs were special to her as well. I wore a red shirt in her honor this morning. <laughs> it was her favorite color. We love her and we miss her. But uh, one of these days that Trump's going to sound, and we're going to join her. We're going to be there together around the throne singing, It is well with my soul, or holy, 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 I don't care what it is. We're going to be rejoicing together. And uh, as beautiful as it sounded just now, that doesn't hold a candle to what we're going to hear someday. In the presence of God. Uh, There's there's flowers sitting beside. I want to say this now because I may forget later. I'm thinking about it. Um, the flowers that are sitting beside Miss Betty are, are uh, just in memory of Miss, Miss Craigle this morning. And if you would like, as you leave this morning, to take one, um, that's what they're here for. Uh, if you'd like to take a flower in her memory, please do. Um, it, uh, it, was a, it was a privilege to know her, a privilege to be a part of her, her uh, memorial service yesterday. And uh, what a joy to, to see a saint of God. Uh, Just faithful through the years. Take your Bible, turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. um, I'm going to read verse 12 down through verse 22. And I titled the message this morning, A True Heart. And I, I wrote this down before I read the scripture. Our approach to God is not on man's terms. You will not go to Him outside of His plan. I was reading this passage, and it just struck me again. I serve Him on His terms. You go into His presence on His terms. He is Almighty God. And if we, can, if we have any resistance to His terms, we're not going in His presence. We have to be surrendered to what God tells us this morning. In all things... We don't make demands. We don't barter with God. We surrender to Him. Verse 12 says, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. This man is Jesus Christ. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, for by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. (laughs) My sin... Not in part, but the whole. I am perfected forever by the blood of Jesus Christ. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them for after those days. Saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Their sin and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. And this is, this is where I'll mainly focus this morning. At least three points are in this verse. But all of this is led up to this point. We are going to draw near according to God's plan. Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. I I have three points this morning. Um, As a Christian, his, his plan is that we are saved. We're going to look at salvation to begin with that we're sincere, that we're sure, that we're sure. Are you sure of God in your life? That's faith. And then sanctified, made clean and pure by the blood of Jesus, by the washing of the Word. Let's pray this morning. Father, thank You uh, for for Your tremendous love for us. Cannot express the gratitude, Father, when we consider that You paid the sacrifice for my sin. You, you bore my iniquity on the cross, paid my sin debt. Lord, as we open Your Word this morning, I ask that each one would be receptive. Lord, that You'd give me wisdom, You'd give me boldness and, and, uh, and Your Spirit, Your power this morning as I preach. In Christ's name we pray, Amen. So first of all, we see verse 12 down through verse 20, the passage I just read, it's about salvation. It's about salvation. We go to Christ only through, or we go to the Father only through Christ. This is a simple thing, but so many people get it wrong and we add to it or we take away from it. There's, there's works that are added to it. But verse 12 and 13 says, But this man, Jesus Christ, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. This verse says that the work was done. It was complete. There's nothing you can do or need to do. It is done by him forever. (laughs) Through all of eternity, this will never change. That Jesus died on the cross and paid my sin debt three days later rose from the dead, conquering sin and death forever. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed on that cross, and it's never brought to my account again. He did that work. Verse 12 says, this one sacrifice for sin forever. And now, because He said, it is finished, He sits at the throne of God, Mediating for us. You don't have the ability to save yourself. You don't even need to save yourself. The Bible says that it is only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Being in church can't save you. Having Christian parents can't save you. These baptismal waters back here cannot save you. So thankful for that. I'm glad I believe. In, I, I'm glad I believe. It doesn't matter what I believe. I'm glad the Bible says that my salvation is eternal and it's in the blood of Jesus Christ. Because if I felt I could lose it, and if I felt that baptismal water was required for it, I'd live there. I'd just live in that water. You can baptize me about every five minutes. Because of this flesh. Yes. But this work was done forever. So at 13, when I gave him my heart and soul, he put me in his Father's hand forever. Nothing can take me out of that. That's an amazing thing. We're not worthy, yet because of his love, it's done. Verse 14, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Doesn't mean that I'm without sin. What it means is my spiritual man is perfect Paul taught that in Romans chapter 7. That the spiritual man wars against the flesh. The flesh is sinning. The spiritual man is perfect because of Jesus Christ. So that I can walk into the presence of God. He's done the work. In an instant in my life when I said, Lord, I understand my great need... You know, uh, last week, Matthew got saved. I sat down beside him. And his heart was breaking. Obvious conviction in his heart. It didn't take very long. To, he knew what he needed to do. But I tell you what, he said a prayer, but I don't know if that was salvation. I think the acknowledging was salvation. When he saw his need and he surrendered, God changed him, perfected him forever. What a blessed assurance! What a joy as a parent. So I'm thankful that he saved me, he perfected me. That is not to say any good of me. The good that is in me is in Jesus Christ. The good that was in Mrs. Craigle was Jesus Christ. What a faithful servant of God, but it was because God perfected her and led her through her life. This morning, if you don't know Christ is your Savior, there is no hope outside of Jesus Christ. You don't go to God any other way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me, the Father but by me. Now verse 17 through 19 says, And their sins and iniquity I will remember no more. You know that's your past, present, and future sins. He died for all of them. He died for all of them. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. That is completely clean. That's what I wrote down. That's all I could think about when I looked at this. Just completely clean before Jesus Christ. Not that I don't fail him moment by moment by moment. And not that I don't have to say, you know what, I am walking the wrong way. Father, teach me. Put me on the path that is right. Mold me in your image. Because we're going to fail him. The, the righteous man, fall down seven times, gets back up. Right? That's what it says in Proverbs. Paul said, The good that I would, I do not. The evil that I would not, that I do. Deliver me from this body of death. He's talking about this flesh that just desires its own will. But all of that sin is paid for. That salvation is complete. Having this assurance then, Paul uh, well, the author of Hebrews, I'm not going to argue who wrote it, God wrote it. He goes on into verse 22 then, Having established our salvation, let us draw near. Let us go into the presence of God with these things, a true heart, sincere. Sincere. I'm going to read several verses out of Psalms 119 this morning. I'm, I'm not sure this is every verse in Psalms 119 that says, We serve Him with the whole heart. We follow Him with the whole heart, but it's most of them. (laughs) Verse 2 says, Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. That's drawing near with the right heart. Desire to be in His presence. A desire to learn from Him. A desire to know Him more. Verse 10 of 119 says, With my whole heart have I sought Thee. Oh, let me not wander from Thy commandments. Verse 34 says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I will keep it. Um, That's 33. 34, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Excuse me, 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. Verse 69, The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. David just keeps saying it over and over and over. One more is 145. I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. You know, this whole, this whole chapter is about the Word of God and how precious it was to him and how he needed it every moment of his life. And he kept repeating with my whole heart, with every fiber of my being, I'm drawing near to you. I want to be as close as I possibly can. Paul said... That was the race. That was the race that Paul ran. He said, "I, I want to win this race. What was the race? To know God, to know more of Him, to be molded into His image, to walk in His presence, to be close to Him. We draw near when we have a whole heart, when we desire Him more than our daily bread. How much do we desire to be in His presence this morning? Let us draw near with a true heart, with all of it, with your every fiber of your being. In the middle of the night, the twins will get up or Josh will get up, especially if it's Josh. We hear his little feet going across the upstairs. Okay, here comes somebody. And he comes down the stairs and he's crying. And he comes into the bedroom and I'm the first one he sees. And I say, hey, bud, what do you need? Or something like that. And he's like, I'm not going for you. And he's got one desire. And it doesn't matter what he has to do to be in the presence of his mom. He needs mommy. He's going to find her. And that's going to fill his need. That's going to that's comfort him. He's, he had a nightmare or something. Something's upset him. It's a perfect picture of how we ought to be with God, every moment of every day. Block everything else out and go to Him. Nothing else is going to meet my need. i got to go right there. Josh has got to have Mommy. Dad just doesn't do. (laughs) He, I guess in a pinch, if Mommy's not available. But do we seek God like that? When I'm hurting, when I need something, do I go into his presence in his word? Is this where I look? This ought to be our first turn. Josh wakes up, the first thought he has in his mind is, Mommy, I got to have mommy, I got to have mommy, I got to have mommy. This is so often our last resort. I've fallen on my face over and over and over. I guess I'll go read the word. We go to his presence when we seek him with a true heart, when it's every Every fiber of our being is is looking for it. Our service is often very, very casual. This idea is that it is desperately seeking Him. Desperately seeking Him. Secondly, he says, or thirdly, he said, let us hold fast. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong verse. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. Sure, knowing that He will be there, knowing that He will meet my need, knowing that He understands what is going on in my life, and beyond that, knowing that He is dictating the events that are in my life for a purpose. This is full assurance. And I go to James chapter 1 quite a bit, but go with me there, please. (coughs) We're going to (coughs) read... We're gonna read verse five through seventeen. Verse five says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. If you've heard me preach for any amount of time, you know that I love this verse. Because we all lack wisdom. We all need wisdom, moment by moment. I need wisdom every day. But He doesn't abrade, He doesn't restrict, He gives to all men liberally if we just seek Him. But then it says in verse 6, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Sure, understanding and knowing, and walking into His presence, knowing that He will meet that need, that need for wisdom, the need for strength. The need for comfort, whatever the need is, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Hebrews 11 says, if by faith it is impossible to please him. This verse says, if I'm not walking in faith, he's not going to give me anything. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift, is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I added the last part of this because... If I approach him in faith, the Bible says he gives wisdom liberally and abradeth not. He answers my prayer. If I don't, there's nothing that God will do. But verse 17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. When I'm walking in faith, when I go into his presence with a full assurance of faith, knowing that he's capable, willing, willing, and more than able to do anything I ever ask or think, He's going to give the good gifts and the perfect gifts from above. That wisdom that He gives is perfect. That strength that He gives is a gift that is perfect. Everything that He places in my life is a perfect gift from above. So why do I not turn to Him? How? how many times do we go in full assurance of faith, or how many times do we go doubting Him? Sure, having full assurance of faith. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. And then it says we're to be sanctified, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's the rising back up. That's getting back in the Word of God and letting it... Be my light and my guide. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. I don't live a clean, pure life outside of the word of God. And you don't either. Throats want to dry out this morning. Go to Psalms chapter 51, another passage that I love. We're going to read verse 10 through verse 17. You can read the entire chapter, but I'm not going to take the time this morning. (coughs) Excuse me. Verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This ought to be our prayer every morning. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips. My mouth shall show forth thy praise. For if thou de- desirest not sacrifice, else would I, for thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. You know, the pure heart is a broken and contrite heart. The life that is sanctified by God is broken and contrite. We are are in submission and walking in His direction, according to His will. Any time that my heart is not broken before Him, my spirit has stepped up and said I can do something of my own. Uh I've got this today. But if I'm walking with a broken and contrite heart, I know my weakness, I know my need, and I'm going to be purified through the Word of God, surrendered to the Word of God, so that every time I open it, when it tells me something that I don't like, I say, yes, Lord. When God says you're going to give up this in your life, here's a a further step of faith that I need you to take. Here's, here's Here's another step of separation from the world that you need to surrender to. I, in my broken and contrite heart, surrender to God. His Word purifies us. It sanctifies us. It molds us in His image. And it only comes through humility. (laughs) I love that passage because it says, when my heart is right before God, when I've got the joy of my salvation restored unto me, then I'll teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners will be converted unto thee. This isn't hyperbole. It's It's not a percentage. It's not a possibility. It's a promise in God's Word. He didn't misquote this. When I have the joy of my salvation in my life, sinners will be converted. They're going to see the joy and they're going to want what you have. They're going to be drawn to God because of the Spirit of God living in you. Made pure, made like Him. One more passage is in 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. I might get you out early today. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 is what we're going to read. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. <laughs> what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. He said, Stop and behold. Think about this. What, what is the manner of God's love that He bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God? Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, Now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We sing, I shall know him this morning. I shall know him by the prints of the nails in his hands. And we're going to know him before we see his hands. We're not going to be Thomas that have to put our fingers in the hole to know it's him. Immediately when we're in his presence, we're going to know him. We're going to see him as he is that glorious moment, there will be no doubt. But it says, Every man that hath this hope in himself, in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. That verse says that when I have that hope within me, I yield my members as instruments of righteousness, not yielding my members to the flesh, to this world, to sin. And that is a commitment that, as a Christian, we must make every day. I have this hope within me. I know where I'm going when I die. I don't want to die, but I'm not, I'm not afraid of death. It's going to be a glorious day. I have family and friends in heaven that have gone on before, and I'm going to see them again. I, I'm going to be in the presence of God. What a glorious time. <clears throat> Because of that, because I stand redeemed by the blood of Jesus, I'm to purify myself. I should want to be in His presence every moment of every day, keeping my heart clean, keeping my mind right, and pure before Him. It's only going to come when I'm staying in His Word. It is only going to come when I seek Him, with my whole heart. It's only going to come when I seek Him with full assurance. But I read it yesterday, in His presence is fullness of joy. When I draw near, as He says I'm to draw near, when I draw near according to His plan, I have fullness of joy. I want to read the rest of the chapter. Verse 20, back in Hebrews 10. <coughs> Says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Let us hold fast that profession without wavering. Let's not give an inch. Christian, there should be no compromise in what we know is right. Stand on that faith. Don't let Satan confuse or cause doubt to come into our mind, because He is faithful that promised, because it's God. Then he says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. This is a preacher's favorite verse, right? This is the one we like the most because we like to see as many people in the pew as possible. If you're not here, we miss you. You know, it's true. I want to see everyone here every time. And I pray it's never for my ego. Because it can be, I'll be honest with you. It can build up my ego, but it's got to be that I want to build you up in the love of God. And we don't, outside of the church, have the strength to walk. God instituted the local church to be our home, our family, and our strength, and it's so important. This verse wasn't written by a preacher. This verse was written by God. God. Every time the doors are open, I should desire, I should, I should make an effort to be in this church. Every time, without fail. Miss Dolores, Betty's younger sister, gave testimony that her, she was born on a Sunday, so Miss Lita missed church. But her and Miss Lita were in church the next Sunday. Seven days old, she's in church, and she didn't miss church after that. Not because church brings us to heaven, but because God instituted this place for us to meet Him together and to worship Him. This is where the power of God lies. This is where the authority of God lies. It's so very important. A key element of our life. That's all free. That wasn't in my message this morning. I just, it's important that we are together. And it says so much more. As ye see the day approaching, for if we sin wilfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a fearful looking for to judge uh, forward of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under foot? the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and only, an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Think about that verse right there. That says that if you hear the gospel and you reject it, the free gift of God's unconditional love, he died for you on the cross, he loves you unconditionally, He's not willing that you should perish. But this verse says, if you trod underfoot that sacrifice, your punishment is sorer than those that despised Moses' law and died without mercy. It's a sobering verse. To face the vengeance and wrath of God. It says in verse 34, We know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, The Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. It's a fearful thing. When he punishes, when he judges. But call to remembrance the former things in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion on me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, and knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. He, he turns and starts talking about the, the hope and the joy that the Christian has. Those that reject him are punished. Those that, those that know him will suffer affliction in this life, but they have this joyful hope Knowing that they're, be, they're going to be with Christ. Verse 35 Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. It's just a little while longer. He's going to come. The sufferings of this life are only for a little while longer. We can, God will bear us through them. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but them that believe to the saving of the soul. We are not of them that draw back. We're not the fearful, disbelieving, those that don't walk by faith. We are his chosen people. We're called the sons of God. We have a hope that this world cannot take away from us. And we have access to the throne of God. Then let us draw near with a true heart. Let us walk by faith in the presence of God, seeking Him holy. Every fiber of my being is, is focused on seeking God and meeting His desires. Serving Him by His power and by His grace. We are not of them that draw back, but of them that believe. Can that be said of you today? Are you of those that believe to the saving of the soul, or have you drawn back? Are you doubting the Word of God? If you're saved, you'll never lose that salvation. He keeps you. Maybe you don't know the Lord as your Savior this morning. Maybe there's doubt. The Bible says that that punishment is sorer than those in the Old Testament. God's punishment is sure, but so is his redemption. That work is perfected when you surrender to him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for our time today. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance of salvation, for the power of the gospel. Your word says it is the power of of God. It is your power. It is the good news. It Father is the only way to life eternal. But I don't know the hearts this morning, I know you do. I know why I know you gave me this message for a reason for each one of us. I don't know how you're working in each heart, but Lord, I ask that we would all surrender to you. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as their savior, help them to see the penalty of their sin. That punishment is sure. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Work in this time of invitation, Father. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So head, stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're not saved this morning, if you don't have that assurance of your salvation, the Bible says he wrote his word that you may know. He gave his promises so that you can have peace and assurance. I invite you to come down this morning. Meet with me, meet with one of the ladies in the church here, or one of the men in the church, so that you can know. God said He's not willing that any should perish. That's you. If you don't know Him as your Savior, He does not desire you to perish. He shed His blood on the cross for you. Christian, are you walking in full assurance of faith? Content. We looked at contentment in Sunday school this morning. That is being thankful for all that God does. Knowing that everything he does is a perfect gift from above. Maybe we simply need to pray, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Lord, bring that newness back to my life that I can be a light and a witness to the ones around me that you can use me to draw someone to Christ. Each one this morning, you can look this way. Good to have visitors with us today, and uh, pray for those that will be traveling tomorrow, going home. I want to remind you again: um, the flowers there. If you'd like to take one in uh, in Miss Craigle's memory, please do. And uh, let's be praying for the family this week, and just for the Lord's strength and comfort, as uh, the sorrow will be there, that loneliness will be there, and and so. Um, The Lord can bear them up and pray for them. Good to see each one. Thankful for salvation. It is well with my soul this morning. Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. I'm going to ask Matthew Ream to dismiss us, please.